broadcasting from the greater Philadelphia area and various locations across the U.S., this is unofficial remote. The good, the not so good, the glorious, and the bull. Real talk about working remotely. And we are your hosts, Jeff and Kim. Well, we're here again, the unofficial remote podcast. I'm Jay, and I'm with a sidekick, or I'm her sidekick, actually. More like it. <laughs> yeah, right. Hello. And then we have our guest. It's our first guest. You're the first guest of the Yay! podcast. Oh, now that's exciting. I didn't know it was the yeah. first guest. Yeah, first ever. So Chrissy's here. She's going to talk remote with us. She's kind of She kind of has a unique perspective, I think. Well, maybe not so unique now, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So your current employer, what kind of a company is it or how are they set up? It's Tell a us about company. yourself, Chris. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a plumbing company, and I'm I'm within the marketing department. Um, I kind of do a little bit of everything. Um, I always compare what our role is uh, for anybody who's probably thirty and older. We remember the BASF commercials where we don't oh, make yeah. the things you buy; we make the things you buy better. And so that's what our marketing department does. We help to push out our own brand products. And uh, typically, I work at headquarters which is um, a lot farther away from my home than it used to be because I moved farther away from it. So um, this whole COVID-19 disaster has pushed a lot of, actually all of the company to remote work. There's very few people that come into work. Um, So I have an office set up in our spare bedroom and I work remote and it's good. And I have a routine. It took me a few weeks to kind of settle into waking up. I get dressed for work yeah. every day. I take walks at oh, lunch. Man. You're I, official then. You're professional more than I am. Yeah, I sit in my underwear some days. So. You'll get over that. You'll get over that, Chrissy. So <laughs> yeah. how long? When, you know? What's the date that you went remote? Oh, gosh. It was um, like the second week of March. Second week of March. So you, so, so you have been at it for right at the beginning. Eight weeks, right when- I think. Yeah. yeah. We're so at, before before yeah, that, we, were there any remote positions in your company? There have been or, some remote positions. Um, it's We're a good old boys company, so we're very much, you know, in the flesh. It's good to be present, show up at their doorstep, do the seven to five and longer if you can. Um, oh, yeah. But there, there have been some opportunities to work remote with different positions. It just depends on the department, the management, the role, if they can get somebody else to do your job instead. Um, They can be pretty flexible when you say, hey, I've got to move to Texas and I'm living in Virginia. They look at your role and what you do and then they will let you know, yeah, okay, we can actually make your position remote and either you work from home or you can go to a local branch and work there. So it's, it's getting there with remote possibility. I think with all of the COVID stuff going on and with them pushing so many people to work from home, that they're realizing just how plausible and easy it is to have people work remote. So uh, the old peer pressure. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then we, that's exactly one of the things we've talked about in the past, that there was that, that good old boy mentality. Like if we don't provide that oversight, productivity will decline. And what they're, we hope that they're finding out is that that is in fact not the case. So when I started remote work, I had, I had a vision of what that would be like. And so there were some things that I was afraid of, like, oh, what if I, you know, 
this might be a hard part of that. And then there are other parts of it that I felt like, oh, this is going to be a, a benefit. And I ended up starting to work remote, you know, five years ago. And the opposite was true of, of both. So what have you found when you started working remotely? What was your vision and what what panned out and what surprised you? Like, oh, I thought that was going to happen. That didn't happen at all. I think one thing that surprises me the most is how much more interaction I have with my direct boss. Because, I mean, we we literally work on the same floor together. And we're opposite ends right now just because that's where her office is until they move it closer. But I see her, not physically, but I see her on our teams more often than I ever saw her in the office. And I feel like we communicate more just because we have to, because she's checking in and she's looking at our OneNote and we're sharing what's happening and what's going on. But I, I, I definitely talk to her a heck of a lot more than I ever did in the actual office because, you know, you walk by the office and their door is shut or they look busy or they, you know, you kind of read their face and you just, you assume, oh, they don't, they're busy. They don't want to see me. And then you go back to your desk and write them a little note. And you, it's awkward because you're like, well, I was just by your office, but I couldn't talk to you, but I could have maybe, I don't know. So it's easier for me to ping her now and get on a team's call and physically see her and have her undivided attention than it was in the office. So that's something that's definitely different. Um, and it's nicer. I feel like we've have a better relationship, uh, coworker, boss type relationship because we do communicate a heck of a lot more than we ever did in the office. Um, we talked about that before that, um, that I had never seen such collaboration as I did working on a remote team, which was very unexpected had not occurred to me though, that the visibility, especially with leadership increases because you can have that asynchronous communication where you can just like ping somebody. It's not that, you know, sheepishly knocking it's like, Hey, got a minute, like on the door. And you know, I can't, speak for Jeff or really anybody other than myself, but for myself and as, you know, colleagues that I work with that are women, that comes off as very sheepish. Like, hey, I'm sorry. Like all of these qualifiers, like, oh, hey, yeah. give a second. I just had a question. What do you think? Oh, blah, blah, blah. As opposed to this direct comment, this is the project I'm working on. This is the, the support I need, or this is the progress I've made. And that freedom of that communication where I don't have to like add all these qualifiers to it. Mm -hmm. um, I had not considered that that visibility benefit. That's really interesting. Yeah, yeah you it, don't see the closed door. So. Mm -mm. No, you don't know I, if they're closed door or not. We're asking permission to enter their space. Yeah, it's not yeah, permission. That's what I mean. I own my space. I, I, you know, the space that I occupy. I, I'm valuable and worthy to be in it. Not apologizing for taking up space or asking for a moment of your time. That's um. I'll think on that for a little while. <laughs> or, or, or knowing that you walk by their office and they saw you and you could have dropped by and then you see two seconds later that, oh, they're messaging me. Well, they just walked by my office. Why didn't they just stop? And so you, you don't be like, hey, I walked by your office, but your door was shut. And they're like, yeah, just open it or knock on the door. I call those like those Seinfeld moments, like, <laughs> well, should I duck in? But if I walk by and they see me walk in, because I have to ask this question and like uh -huh. this whole like, debate I'll have in my head, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. do you eat the eclair out of the trash or you, do you leave it? You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you eat the eclair. If you know it's in the trash, just eat it. I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's like that, that George stands a conversation that you have with yourself on the inside, you know. How, how I mean, it was still that. on a plate, so. Mm -hmm. It was still on a plate. Know. Had touched anything else. What a fascinating idea, though, that 
remote work really alleviates us, not just women, but all of us, opens that door to, to the leadership for that ongoing communication where you don't feel like you have to That's beg for a moment of their time, you know. Yeah. Like get kind of what I meant with the closed door. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Read, you know, read my mind when you're able closed. to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, also like that, that, that feeling, that internal feeling of, I mean, there, right. if, if you really kind of explore how you feel and you're like knocking on somebody's door, in, internally, I feel sheepish. Internally, my shoulders are forward and I'm like, oh, hey, sorry, 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 sorry. Because that's just my internal dialogue and I'm working on it. But, yeah. you know, communicating remotely, I don't have to do that. And it really, I had, I honestly had not considered that until this very moment that remote work freed me from that, where I was able to, I know the sound of my own voice and I, I, I know the words that I have to share and, and to communicate and all of that other stuff doesn't occupy real estate or, you know, energy in what I'm trying to do. And I'm seriously going to think on that for a while. You get immediate <laughs> communication too, because instead of me getting up to go talk to the person, because everybody's obviously, they're all on teams, they're all in email. And sometimes at the office, I'm like, oh, well, I'll go swing by their desk real quick and talk to them. And, you know, a couple of things can happen from that. You swing by and you actually have that conversation and then you get your answer and you leave. Or you swing by and you have that conversation and then you also get distracted talking about other things. How was dinner last night? Oh, Oh, yeah. How's your grandmother? I love your hair. Oh, how's the husband? How's the wife? You know, so... The small talk is is not as much as it was. And so I do miss that camaraderie. Um, I talk with my coworker because we literally are the only two people in our cubicle. And we have a very close work relationship. And so it's been weird. For eight weeks, we've barely said anything to each other in, in the essence of how we would at work. So that's been something that that we miss is just that relationship because you have to reach out more and be like, how's your boyfriend? How's your husband? How's your baby? How's the obligatory check-ins versus the quality mm-hmm. check-ins. So one of the things that we've talked about before, when I first started working remotely, I overlapped. I worked in the nonprofit sector and was kind of like working out the end of that grant. So overlapped for about six months was hard, but it gave me an opportunity to really kind of compare and contrast And I measured that I gained back about four hours and 45 minutes in productivity per day working remotely because everybody's always like, oh, well, now you don't have to commute. And yeah, that was that's true. That's great. But, you know, probably 50 percent of that time was putting down my coat. Hey, how are you? How's your grandmother? How's the dog? How is that movie? How's dinner? Oh, my gosh. I, You know, I totally dig in what you're doing with your hair, like that kind of thing. Something else I had not thought about, though, is the friendships and the relationships that I've built remotely, there was no small talk or checking in. All of those social interactions were intentional mm-hmm. and meaningful, mm-hmm. not bullshit. Yeah. Like, I don't give two shits about your hair, really. You know, but it's, you know, but you were complaining about it the other day and you just got your hair done. So hence, I have to acknowledge it, you know, to, yeah. to support your, you know, your own internal dialogue. But remote conversations, um, Maybe that's why I feel so strongly about those friendships because they were built on such um, intent. You know, just just there was there, there can't be small talk. You can't like chit chat. You know, we can, we can call a, a, a Slack channel water cooler, but nobody's actually mm-hmm. just you know like shooting oh. the shit. It's all intentional. Yeah, you're not hearing them go. Ah. 
And then you're like, what? What happened? And then you had that conversation. Either they communicate with you saying, oh, my gosh, my boyfriend just did this or my husband just did this or they're not instead of, hey, I heard you on the phone. What, what's going on with your mom? You know, so they have to actually reach out to you and tell you what's going on or you have to reach out to them. Which demonstrates that trust that is if you haven't discovered it yet, you will. Trust is so essential to the success mm-hmm. of a remote team. And yes. can it's, it's fragile. It really, really is. And I mean, we all have to kind of like build up a thick skin around, you know, understanding that how something feels when you receive it as a, you know, a, a you know, a ping probably isn't, you know, you, you want to expect the best of everybody, you know, and not think mm-hmm. that that person's an asshole. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, all of it, you know, comes with just really real intent reaching out and being vulnerable and trusting people. Like I have to share this celebratory thing with you, this picture of my kid or this picture of my dog, or look at this thing that I'm proud of demonstrates vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So, so you were in a cubicle with somebody before and now kind of like not. So it's like social wise was, was that expanded beyond that cubicle before, or was it really just kind of like the two of you hanging out? You know, it was mostly that work relationship. Uh, we'd have periodic conversations like before or after work or on the weekends when we knew like, oh, hey, I'm going up to this winery. Let me tell you about it. Or, you know, if she was going out of town visiting something. She's got a, a friend that's in the, the food and travel industry. So she'll do like, you know, trips to like wineries and eateries and stuff around the East Coast. Oh, we should bring um, her on here, Jeff. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad to talk about that. And, um, you know, so I would get to, you know, hey, how'd it go? Where'd you go? What'd you eat? What'd you do? You know, or if you went and visited anything. So we would share in that regard. Um, so every now and then I might shoot her a message, but not nearly as much as I used to because we we work on completely different things. And so we don't really cross paths a whole lot. Um, we still commiserate sometimes in our frustration of our bosses because, do it yeah we used to have the same boss until they split the department and brought a new person on and so now she reports to our old boss and i report to the new boss and did the split Um, happen when everybody went remote or was no no this was this was added on it's it's a department that's new it's actually only two years old um and so a new management was brought on in november i think was when she she started officially in her role so what is your what is the tech stack that y'all are working with so you mentioned like uh that you and your boss are really kind of seeing a lot of each other via OneNote and Teams. So teams, I, I, yeah. Microsoft Teams is a big one. The O365. We have the, the Teams and we do SharePoint and we obviously have Outlook. We mostly, like I live on Teams. It's always up. It stays up. We've got thousands of people. And so it's it's a constant barrage of communication between all the departments that we want to push our brands into. Um, what do you think of Teams? I like it. I like yeah. it. And it's funny because they're taking notes from Zoom. And so um, they started adding in virtual backgrounds. So you can actually change your background, which was never a thing until Zoom hit and remote working hit. And um, much like Zoom, how you can, however many people are there or how many screens of people you have. In the gallery view. Yeah. Uh-huh. Teams had two. You had two or one. And now today, in my last meeting, there was uh, eight pictures. Because there's everybody oh. who had a camera. And so they're starting, Teams is starting to be like, oh, crap, Zoom's, Zoom is winning. So we need to, and we're not going to go with Zoom because we've got the O365. So Teams yeah. is just 
improving. Google, Google Meet stepped up their game too. So Google Meet is is free now to everybody. It used to just be G Suite folks, you know, yeah. outside of G Suite, you had mm-hmm. Google Hangouts, but now Meet. And right. I think they're also um, noticing, like they're they're ready to compete in that you ecosystem. Know you know, what's interesting is uh, the company I work for. We have some developers in a different country, and so if they want to use a the software to meet instead of dialing in, it has to be uh, Microsoft Teams because that's the only one that is approved by their government to use. Oh, they can't use Zoom. Hmm. They can't use Google Meet efficiently. So when they use a developer meeting, they're using Teams so that everybody can can you know can see each other if they want to or actually discuss it effectively and share things. And has that always so, been the case? Always- uh, I didn't realize it until about, I don't know, two, three months ago when I was looking into Zoom and then uh, the lead guy over there said, yeah, we can't do that because they're not approved in our country. So we'd have to dial in. And I know you've been to those meetings when you were with us before and uh, previously. Yeah, all, and- all cameras off, only audio, yeah. just to kind of yeah. reserve like the bandwidth to be able to make sure that everybody was able to stick yeah. and constantly getting you know booted mm-hmm. and having to log back in again. You, you mentioned everybody's got a camera now, too. I wanted to ask about that real quick. Was So when you guys all went remote, did your company step up and provide you with all of the equipment yeah. that you needed to do your job? Or did you have to kind of piece bill and work with what you have at home? Clearly, they didn't provide you with a decent headset. Just yeah. <laughs> A combination of the two. Um, okay. So most people have laptops um, at headquarters, but we have... Um, a shared services center that's basically like the um, the places where credit applications go and counts receivable, like all the bills that they pay and all the bills that they are owed. So they all have desktops. And then we have, you know, call centers and the call centers have desktops. And so right. they had to go through to figure out how are we going to do this? Because we're not rated to have everybody just bring all this equipment home and keep you protected. And so um, I've got a girlfriend that works in like high up in the IT world. Like she's one of the ones that's literally making everybody function right now. And so she says, you know, we, we are having to push through all of these programs and all of this secure spyware. And we're releasing the VPN out to people who usually won't ever use a VPN because that's the way to help keep them protected. So thankfully, I have a laptop and it's got a built-in camera. Your personal uh, laptop? Or, or actually, it's my work laptop. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I have my work laptop with my camera built in. I do have a headset at work. Um, I did not think to bring it home. So essentially what happened is we were at work on Friday and they're like, you know what? Just bring your laptop home just in case something happens over the weekend and they decide that you, you, know, you can't come back in. And I'm like, all right, fine. So I took my laptop and I took some of my papers and notebooks and essentials. And then we get an, a text message on Saturday from our bosses of like, y- you can't come back. <laughs> and it's like, uh, so all my I, shit's back at the office. Damn it! Yeah, I forgot well, my stress ball. <laughs> I, actually, yeah. I actually had to call my friend, that my my good friend who's got all access, and be like, "Can you meet me on Saturday so I can rescue my plants?" <laughs> so, oh I, yeah, so I did. So a week later, I went in on on a Saturday with her, and the security guard was very much on his high horse of, "Why are you people here?" And I'm like, I "Just oh, need God. my plant." <laughs> just getting told. My yeah, yeah. So I've got I've got all my plants here and they're thriving. They're fine. But I mean, imagine if I had just been like, oh, we'll be back in a few weeks. Yeah, they'd be dead because they're not going to go in and water my plants. Um, 
actually, I worry about all the plants that are in the company because we do have a company that waters them. So I'm wondering if they're allowed to go in and <laughs> water them. Probably not an essential service, unfortunately. No. Yeah. no I was so, just going to ask me anything earlier today. And they were talking about like, yeah, we thought we'd be here for two weeks. And and they were just saying like, here we are <laughs> eight weeks later. Yeah. yeah it's, you know, it's uncharted territory. We're going to remain out of headquarters until at least June. Um, they are slowly starting to open up showrooms and counters. Um, everything is like by appointment only. They're doing drive-through pickup. Like nobody's allowed into like the counters to go buy any of their plumbing supply. Um, we're, we're actually doing a lot better in that regards than some other companies because we have a lot of inventory on hand and we're very easy to work with. And so people can place their orders and pick them up versus the larger box stores. Um, anybody can shop with us, but we are mostly a lot of businesses do. So the average Joe doesn't really think about coming to our company, but they can. So all of the, the businesses are like, well, I can't get it from, you know, Home Depot and Lowe's. So I'm going to go with you guys. And so we've been able to really, you know, fulfill a lot of companies needs and do it in a safe way. So we have lots of PPE and, and all that stuff. And we're making it work the best we can. We, did not do, I don't know if anybody else experienced this, but the first week or two, I got emails from companies I haven't bought from in like a decade. And I'm like, who that, what? what? Delta Airlines is now, oh, oh, hey, God, guess what? Burger King has it under control. Oh, hey, looky here. I've got this Savarna. I don't even know what this company is, but they're letting me know that they're handling COVID. And, and my company was like, you know, we don't need to do that to people, but we thank have you. Yeah. We have messages on the websites. We, we have, if people contact us, they'll get it, but we're not sending out mass communications every week of this is what we're doing for COVID. It's, you know, everybody knows we're, we're in an unprecedented time. We expect well, that you're handling your shit. Yeah. Don't tell us. We just, we expect <laughs> that is our expectation. I just, yeah. in, in that same ask me anything, she was just saying, if I have to read one more time, in these right? unprecedented times, dot, dot, dot. Like. I'm going to have to send you both a link to this YouTube video that, and I'll put it in the show notes too. Oh, sounds official, right? Put right? it in the show notes. Put it in the show notes. This, <laughs> this YouTube video that says every COVID-19 video is the same. And it starts and it says they all have this kind of music. I've seen and, it. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> they all say the same thing. All We've been them. in business for 60 years. Oh, since 1920, we've, you know, it's hilarious. It's just like, oh my God, I didn't realize it until I saw this. That they, I would yeah, like to they see do. that email. Yeah, it's, I'll find that. It's hilarious. And it's like, I want somebody to be like, we were there when the flu hit in 1918. This is, you know, I would love, I would love a company if they were that old to be able to be like, in 1918, this is how we handled it. <laughs> like, there, there was worry, a woman featured on a, I don't remember what news outlet it was, but she had survived the Spanish flu wow. epidemic and uh, had, had also now survived COVID. And uh, what a she's sweet, be old. Yeah, yeah. But um, she, I want to know if she's been living so long because she drinks whiskey and smokes cigarettes. That's all yes. I care about. And bacon I'm, in the morning. Yeah, bacon. But she, uh, you know, her, her voice and her words were so sweet and so tender and so kind. But it translated in my mind as, oh, I got this shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. What? what? That's what tough. I heard in my head. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like, oh, badass of a woman she is. Like, I ain't awesome. worried about no COVID. I experienced COVID, Spanish COVID. flu what? and World War One and two and yeah. depression and this falling and that falling and all those presidents. Yeah. COVID's sure. amateur yeah. hour. It's like a... Yeah. 
like my wife and I say, you know, for uh, St. Patty's Day and New Year's Eve, it's like, oh, it's amateur hour. Oh, well, yeah, you yeah. know. That's true. Okay. I didn't of, know where you were going. I didn't know. Yeah. We still celebrate it, but it's funny to watch the people that do. And it's like uh, amateurs. All right. Amateurs. Thanks for listening to the Unofficial Remote Podcast with your hosts, Jeff and Kim. Be sure to check out our next episode when our conversation with Chrissy continues. For more Unofficial Remote, be sure to subscribe and head over to unofficialremote.com for show notes, links, and other remote-related stuff. That's all for this episode. Please stay safe and see you next time.